Hey, brides and wedding guests. Are you looking for an outfit that dazzles something to impress? Beholden offers a gorgeous collection of wedding gowns and dresses for special occasions. You don't have to be the bride. You can just be attending. Shop from the comfort of your couch and your purchase will arrive at your doorstep in a matter of days. For a limited time only, use the code WEDDING at checkout for free shipping on your purchase at Beholden.com. That's B-H-L-D-N dot com. And now let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's going to be a great show today. We'll get into it in a second, but first, some housekeeping. First of all, Bachelor discussion is happening every day now, and you can find us online on Facebook. Join the Bachelor Party podcast group, and we're just, you know, we're shooting the shit, talking about the news, you know, when Colton wears ugly jeans, that will be posted there. All the important news is, is going down in the Bachelor Party podcast group on Facebook, so check it out. Please join. I think it's pretty fun. I enjoy checking in there. It's a, it's a nice burgeoning community we have. And second, major thank you to iHeart Podcast. They nominated Bachelor Party in the category of Best Entertainment Podcast. And I could win. And I could win by you voting. You can vote by going to iHeartPodcastAwards.com. That's where you vote five times a day. But you could also tweet it. You just need to use the hashtag iHeartPodcastAwards. And for me, it's hashtag Entertainment and TV and hashtag Bachelor Party. Just, you know, tweet it out and get voting. Evangelize your friends. I'm super competitive. I try not to seem that way, but I really am, and I'd love to win. So please vote. I'd really appreciate it. Now it is time to talk to Jason Tardick, who we have on the other line. Juliet, it's Jason. How are you? Jason, it is great to speak with you. How are you? It is good. I'm doing well. It's great to speak with you, and my apologies for some of the scheduling conflict. No problem. It leads into some things that I want to know about before that. Happy birthday, man. Happy 30th. Oh, thank you. It's a victory. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Over the hill and through the woods. <laughs> um, I mentioned this to you over email. Hangovers are significantly worse after 30. I'm 32 and it's a lot worse. Okay. A lot. So what, do you, what do you do to prep for that? I mean, is there anything I can proactively do? Um, Suppose I'm going to have like a big night out or something. Yeah. My number one. Re- first drink of all, water. Jason, you take stop. Before you go out. Stop hosting this podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> my number one recommendation is drink vodka sodas with nothing else in them. And if you need to have something else in it, very, like li- like squeeze a lime or like a splash of juice. I go for a splash of pineapple. Vodka soda is the way to go because yeah, it's so it's so low in sugar. Yes. Yeah, well, the problem is I've always done vodka soda. Oh, so, so doesn't work you know, for you. That's what I've always done, and I, I can't improve anything. It's just gonna get it's gonna be real bad. Yeah, interesting. I could have seen you being like a gin guy, to be honest. Oh, no, okay. absolutely not. Can't okay. stand it. My mother loves gin. She's a big gin and tonic girl. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a vodka guy. I do like martinis, though. Okay, cool. Um, so a couple, yeah. a couple of things. First of all, you um, you we had to move the time because you were in a meeting. What are you up to these days? Yeah, so I'm uh, I still work, you know, I before the show, I was in uh, corporate banking and I had been with the same bank for eight and a half years and relocated four times, moved out to Seattle in October of last year. And right after the show, it was Mother's Day weekend. So I went to Charlotte, I surprised my mother. And then um, from that point, so there's like a few days off, but from that point on, I just, I went right back to work. So I've been working now um, since the show ended full time. And I will say what I'm not working, it's uh, it's been full speed in some of the uh, activities associated with the show. Yeah, so, 
Uh, yeah, I've noticed that on your Instagram. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the activities of being a part of like Bachelor Nation. What's been the biggest surprise to you about post-Bachelor life, post-Bachelorette life? That's a great question. Um, Thank you. The biggest, the biggest surprise to me has been the response, right? So I didn't, I think a lot of people, especially this season that went on the show, they had had a lot of previous experience in either media or let's say modeling or, you know, there are a lot of professional athletes. So they're used to some of the response maybe from fans or crowds or um, people of that nature. And I just didn't, I had no idea what to expect. And it's, everyone has been so kind and nice, and sweet, but I'm the, the feedback. I can't believe how it's been. And, you know, just doing very simple things like, sending someone a hello video or happy birthday video can make someone's day. And to me, um, it's flattering, but it's also very surprising (laughs) to see kind of the response from everything. I kind of have a theory about that as it relates to you, which is I think that you have had one of the best and most memorable in a positive way, uh, family hometowns. I think that like for you, it was like, so much it was like so unawkward like it seemed like you have like a really lovely family I think that there's mm-hmm. like a progressive set of people who watch the show who were like really um uh, delighted by how the how the show and you discussed your brother which was to say like not that much which was cool and I I think sure. yeah I think that that is like so different for this show that there that there's like a lot of positive feeling as a result of that did you get feedback on your hometown specifically um, you know, first of all, it's very kind of you. And I, it's funny you said that because I didn't show up. But the first night I met Becca, one of the things I said to her was I said, without a doubt, there is no question, comments, or concerns. If you ask my friends or ex-girlfriends, they will tell you the best thing I have going for me and the best attribute is not me, it's my family. <laughs> so uh, it's funny that I did say that. I did get a lot of positive feedback at hometowns. I will say, I wouldn't say that it, it was very, very positive. Everyone was uh really nice about just the city of Buffalo, uh, how like authentic and real it felt, how I think like level set and level headed my family seemed, which is, and that's what they are, which is great. Um, but yeah, the response to hometowns was unbelievable. And what's so nice is that Buffalo only gets highlighted in so many capacities. Um, and a lot of it is usually winter weather and, for people to see kind of a different side to it was uh, was just great. It meant a lot to me. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. You know, my mom and I, we went on Kathy Lee and Hoda Today's show last week. Yeah, I saw that. But it was, um, yeah, it was a mother's guys tell all panel. And in typical fashion, she stole the show. <laughs> so, again, it's just the best, the best thing I have going for me is my family. And uh, I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> what's the best perk of having of joining Bachelor Nation? I've I've just like really gone hard on like referencing Bachelor Nation. I'm gonna stop after this, but it it does apply. What's been the like most fun thing that's been a result of it? Like trip to Vegas, like all the club appearances. Like what's been like? Damn, this is really fun. I got to do the uh, the opening tee shot for the Boeing Classic in Seattle for the PGA Tour. That nice. was a little nerve wracking, but that was really fun. And then um, I think I guess the iHeartRadio was just one of the most surreal moments. Blake and I were in the back just hanging out, 
And I think Blake and I have a lot of similarities in the fact that we're just like, what the hell is going on with all this? This is crazy. (laughs) And we were in the back and there's all these big actresses coming down and sitting next to us and talking to us and country artists who we grew up listening to, having a beer and just shooting the breeze. Uh, Luke Bryan's just casually walking in, getting to, you know, going to the bathroom or whatever. People get makeup done and him and I are like, why are we back here? But this is really cool. So though, that was, iHeartRadio was very surreal. It was fun. That's awesome. Um, who is your best friend from your season? Yeah, so certainly um, when the season ended, Colton. Mm. Colton and I were very, very close um, on the show from night one. We were in the limo together. Night one, we hung out in the kitchen the whole time. The kitchen the is dope. Everyone. The kitchen is dope in that house. But it's like so big. Kitchen's unreal. Yeah. Because everyone's like trying to get airtime. A lot of the guys, a lot of the model guys were trying to like create things to get attention. Colvin and I were just crushing these Swedish meatballs in the kitchen that were so damn good. Um, but yeah, so and then after the show, him and I stayed really close too. And then obviously, um, you know, he is now the bachelor, so he's been gone for quite some time. Uh, so I haven't got to talk to him, but uh, we were close. And then what's interesting is that Blake and I, like, we were boys in the house. We were friendly. We were really, like, very respectful of one another. But we didn't, like, really click. Like, it was just, like, I think he was so, from the minute he walked into that house, was just so focused, which is a good thing. But to me, I've always been a proponent of relationships, and even this, is knowing how to channel different scenarios, friends, having your friend time, having a relationship time, things like that. But he was just so in it all the time. And then when I got to know Blake after the show, we became really, really close. Because obviously that energy and that shift of, of focus um, changed, right? And Blake and I have really developed a strong relationship. So uh, Blake and I are still close. And I will say this, too. Garrett and I were good buddies. And Becca and I have such a mutual respect for one another. And on my birthday, they both called me and wished me a happy thir- a 30th birthday. And that, like, meant so much to me. It was so kind. And um, it was just such a nice gesture. That's awesome. They they do seem like nice people. I or like they seem really happy. I suppose. The thing it's funny you mentioned that about Blake. He obviously was so stressed out for like the entirety of filming. It just was like so clear on his face. And like now when I see him on like social media or doing interviews or whatnot, he just seems like he's like actually having fun. And I feel like we never saw that guy on the show. Do you think like is that true in real life too? Like does he seem like he's like actually enjoying himself a little bit more? Oh my God, it is <laughs> it is so real. And the reason I'm laughing as you say that is because I, I legitimately have told him right to his face, I'm like, my man, on the show, man, I don't know about you on the show, but off the show, I love you. Like, you are great. <laughs> I was like, I needed more of this. And he is. He is so much more relaxed. Um, you know, I think, it, listen, it was, it was tough for all of us, but it was really, really, and, t- and talking to Blake and Death, it was really difficult for him. Yeah, I mean, and he has come full circle and he has found himself again. And he is, um, you know, the best version uh, of himself right now, living and enjoying every minute of life. And, you know, he too is still working as well. So um, a lot of credit to Blake and, and he really is a great guy, but you're right. He's a lot much more relaxed, having fun and just going with the flow now. He had the most like real life stuff to deal with. Like I was just... I- I was just like, this is not actually the right forum for delving into, like, for getting to know Blake. Like, he seems like an awesome guy, and I'm hoping to interview him as well. But I was just like, this is too much real stuff. And, like, reality TV is not made for 
for what Blake has to say. And that's like a credit to Blake. It's not, it's not like a knock at all. It's like, you're actually too, there's too much depth here. <laughs> we, we don't have enough time. Yeah, there was, you're right. There was, there was a ton of really deep things, right? Family things, ex-girlfriend things, high school. Um, we didn't even it, get the know, ex-girlfriend stuff. That, Interesting. I'm going to note that. Don't worry. Um, there was, yeah, there, no, there's just a lot. I, think I won't get you in trouble. You know, he's, um, he's lived a lot. He's seen a lot and he's, um, He's got a great hat on his shoulders through everything. So that's, that's great. But yeah, that was an interesting thing. That ex-girlfriend thing. Uh, I called my ex-girlfriend before I went on the show and I just said, Hey, out of respect for you. Um, I know you guys, you know, they've all of them have moved on, but I just want to let you know this is going to happen. And want you to hear from me. If you have any questions and concerns, like let's just talk through it. And there weren't any questions or concerns. And I think <laughs> I'm glad that I, I did do that, but they did, you know, a lot of people said, I hope that you're uh, a lot of people. <laughs> I called three people, <laughs> um, but they just said like, please be respectful of my family and me and our past. And you know, that that's an interesting thing about my actions. Yeah, everything. Listen, breaking up is never easy. And depending on what's going on or why you're breaking up, it can make it even more challenging. But in all those situations, I think there's such a mutual respect for one another that, for me, that wasn't something I wanted to highlight, talk about, or really to dig into. And I think if you look at my time on The Bachelor, that was never discussed. So it's interesting how some people find it as though they really have to go into that yeah. to build that trust um, with their partner or with their future partner. And some people um, just choose to do things differently. And that was an avenue I, I chose. Yeah, I, that's interesting. You sound like a really respectful ex-boyfriend. Oh, thank you. I think I am. <laughs> My mama taught me right. Yeah, seriously. It sounds like you've got a really great mom. She's the best. She's the best. I bet she would be much better on this podcast than me. Trust me. She's hilarious. That's an interesting idea. I've always, I always like to pitch ideas to ABC of like how they could be expanding the Bachelor franchise. And I've pitched a lot of bad ideas. Maybe the next pitch should be once someone gets voted off or whatever, sent home, it's a mean way of putting it, or eliminated, however you want to say it, they do a sit-down with Chris Harrison with their mom to, like, really talk it through. Oh, <laughs> that would be good. I will say, I call, you know, after each show, I'll call my mother and talk to her about everything. And her comments are just hilarious. And I told her, I'm like, Mom, maybe for the upcoming bachelor, we start a podcast, because your feedback and insight is just Bar none, like no one else's. It's incredible. <laughs> what was your family's response to watching the season? And did they watch all of it? So my dad is, I will say, is indifferent about the show. My mother was always a fan of the show. Um, they were very concerned just me going on. I think in general, we're a relatively private family. And, you know, um, we all have, all of us are uh, involved in business and specific capacities and people are, you know, I think my family's very worried about reputation, credibility. And, um, you know, they did a great job. And I think if anything in the hometown, um, you know, that we didn't get enough time to show maybe more of our true colors, the fun we have, you know, like the holiday parties, the games we play and the fun we have as a family, the karaoke stuff we do, all the goofiness. Um, but they were just concerned about, you know, what what happens and are we going to be portrayed in the light of who we are? Right, right. And did, were they were they happy with that? I think you acquitted yourself were, pretty well. Yeah, they were thrilled. They were thrilled. And I think they're thrilled because the, the person I am, uh, you know, the, the the kid that they raised and the brother that I am to my brother is who I was on the show. And I think one of the best compliments I get from friends and family 
is it's so refreshing to hear them say the guy we've known forever is the guy that was exactly on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think some people have different perspectives on edits. Uh, I'll say my perspective is I think that for pretty much almost every single person, the edit was a fair depiction of how that person was in that moment at that time. Mm-hmm. Was there any, was there anything that you were, that you watched and you're like, man, I really wish I hadn't done that. Like any, any major regrets from your on camera time? I wish Becca didn't forget my name. That was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> That's okay, Jason. I don't think but anyone will forget you. I was happy with you, my you know? response, you know, but yeah. that was probably, you know, when they did that, my boys chirped me so hard. I got so many texts about that. Uh, uh, but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> what was like the hardest thing to read about yourself or like the hardest criticism to live through? Yeah. Um, well, in the beginning, especially like when people didn't get to know me or anything, Mm-hmm. They would see a picture of me and they'd see, say, Banker, and they're like, oh, here's this slick back, greasy scumbag. He's a piece of shit. Excuse my language. No worries. Um, I think here. a lot of people judge a book by its cover. Sure. I have thick, I have thick skin, so it really didn't bother me. Um, so, it is, you know, that it's okay. People, people are acting like that and saying those things. So I think, you know, that was always tough. But I think once people got to know me, that's, they, they realized that's just not who I am. Um, the second thing is um, the most difficult thing for me personally, and it is before the show and on the show and after the show, is like, I, it just takes a lot for me to open up. Like, mm-hmm. when I open up to someone and I trust them, the strength of that relationship is stronger than anything. And that's why I have such close friends and I talk to them every day, and our relationships are so deep and meaningful to me. It just takes me a long time to get there. And I think on the show, that's fair. This is a very condensed version of dating. And you know, people might have said, oh, you're the dark horse. I felt like you're always behind. And for me, it just took a lot to open up in the capacity that I needed to to get to where I needed to be with um, Becca. And it took time, but I got there. And I'm happy that I did. And it's something to take away from me is like, you know, you have to you have to be vulnerable to find, you know, what you're looking for in a partner. And you got to, you know, be willing to, I guess, be hurt and put your emotions on the line if you want reciprocated what you're willing to give. Right. That's, that definitely makes sense. And like having gone through that experience and knowing how maybe it's not like the ideal way for you to date, are you bummed you didn't get to be bachelor? Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I was a little bummed and I was bummed at the fact that I had, I've said this before, but I really just didn't know what to expect going on the show. And I, I, didn't if you told me going into it like you're gonna fall in love with her i'd be like i don't know i have no idea and i remember even week four we did interviews and i heard some of the guys like i'm falling in love with her and one of the first is like are you falling in love with her i'm like i don't know <laughs> like i really like her i don't know if i'm falling in love so but i did find love in a place i really just didn't know if i could and yeah. um not only did i find love but i found a really good version of myself someone that was willing to open up and put be vulnerable and really connect kind of like my head and my heart. And I hadn't done that in a while. So because of that, I felt like I was in a really good space to do it. I felt low as though like this journey is possible to find love. And also like, I don't really have a type or anything. I just don't. I don't believe so I that. If, if you and I, if you want to sit down and review your ex-girlfriends, I'll point out to you that you have a type. Everyone has a type. Okay. All right. I'll, we could do that. We that could would do be that. fun. <laughs> that would be fun. I've dated tall girls. I've dated short girls. I've dated blonde. Like, I'm okay. just thinking about my two very serious girlfriends. One was a 5'6 brunette. The other one was 4'11, I think. 4'11? Um, 
Yeah, how, sure. That was high school sweetheart. How tall are you? Maybe five foot. Uh, so I'm six foot, six one. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, maybe I was shorter in high school. But anyway, I don't really, my point in saying this is like, I feel as though I don't have a very unique, this is the only thing I will date. And mm-hmm. because of that, meeting people from all over the country with different backgrounds and, and different stories would be just such a special thing. And I think I would would have found my person. And I do think in the next 25 to 30 girls date, I will find my person. So, <laughs> But I think Colton will do a great job. And I mean, honestly, they had a lot of options. They had a lot of really good options. And um, they, I think it'll all work out. Would you go on Paradise or Winter Games? I feel like you're bound for Winter Games, to be honest. Um, you probably can't say. I bet they've casted that. I haven't even thought about it. But what, it would film in like, what, six weeks? No, well, Paradise? No, 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 no. No, no. well, Paradise, Paradise is, in, is in June. But like, if they do Winter Games again, which I don't know if they are. I haven't heard anything about it. But would you do yeah, anything I, like that? I, I candidly don't know if um, what if, or if they're doing anything. Um yeah, I mean, if I'm single, if I'm in a place I'm at right now and they're doing a show that makes sense, I would highly consider it. We'll see. It just depends on timing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my life on hold for shows that may come up and the premise of the show is to like find someone. So if I'm in a space to find someone and single and, and ready and eager to do it at that time, I would do it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll cross the bridge when and if it if it gets there. Okay. Okay. Did you watch Paradise? Yes, I did. For a second, I was like, wait, was Jason on Paradise? I was like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Blake, Blake and I weren't. We both did do it. What, did they ask you to go? There were some people that had interest. Interesting. Why? Why? Yeah. What was the case against it if, if there was one, like for you in June? I guess you. Oh, for me, it's just. I guess also you just case. got home. It, it was very simple. It was. You know, I went, again, went to a scenario, didn't really know what to expect. You know, two and a half months, no phone, no internet, no TV, no family. Um, and getting your heart broken in a world you didn't really know that you could and you get out of it and you're just kind of, I mean, I, I, I would tell you anyone's lying who doesn't say it, who probably goes to uh, the top three or four, you're in a little bit of a shell shock. Like, it was a lot. Like, when I got out, I'm like, this is a lot to handle. And you're thinking a lot about it. And, um Honestly, and it was just too much, like yeah. the turnaround time. Because I got out, I don't know, mid-May. They start filming a few weeks later. So I wasn't in the right headspace for it. And uh, looking back on it, I'm glad I made the decision I did because I just, I wasn't emotionally there. Like it wasn't, uh, I don't think it would have been beneficial in any way, shape, or form. Didn't seem like it was beneficial for Colton, to be honest. I, it's, it's hard to believe he's going from like one fire. He's going from the fire that is The Bachelorette to the fire that is Paradise to now being The Bachelor. How, like, what do you think will be the biggest challenge for him as The Bachelor? I mean, you got to define beneficial. <laughs> if he went on the show and he cleared his situation up with Tia and now he's The Bachelor, I'd say he's in a pretty good spot to find his person and get the answers uh, that he needs. Did he but, clear um, his situation I, with Tia, though? Like... I don't know. If I were her, I would have like lost my mind about him being the bachelor and would have felt like manipulated. Like, it, are they in a good spot? I'm sure there are a lot of questions surrounding Colton and Tia. I think the one conclusion everyone should be able to make, at least that I can make, is that Tia is not Colton's person. Whatever Colton's person is, I don't know. But yeah, I think what we learned in Paradise is that it's not Tia. That's, that's my takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 
I I actually think I learned more about Colton than I did Tia. Like I just think it seemed like he I I like he's not ready for a relationship, which makes me worried for him to be the bachelor. Yeah, I think you know, I think the one thing you saw in in Paradise is that a little like indifference and trying to find himself and I, like you just saw confusion I felt like, you know, like he didn't really he couldn't really give her answers, but you could tell that he just wasn't into it. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, Colton still is 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 finding himself and what he wants and how he wants it and how he's going to get it, but Colton's a really really bright guy. And Colton's going to find um, what he wants, and he's going to get the 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 person he's looking for. In my opinion, at all costs, like he will get there, and I think that is what actually could be a really incredible story for this year's Bachelor. I mean, it could tell a full story of someone who has gone through hell and back through paradise, trying to figure out what he wants, and then goes through this enduring process as the Bachelor and finds it. And it could be like the most satisfying thing in the world and people are so happy for him that he found what he's looking for. It also could be the opposite that the confusion continues and lingers and who knows, maybe he gets towards the end and he's not, maybe he isn't ready to get engaged. But I think, uh, and I hope as one of his close friends that this journey puts him in the best position possible to find happiness and get the answers he's looking for. I hope so too. Um, one question, but perhaps is awkward, but feels relevant to the Colton conversation. Did he talk about being virgin in the house? Yeah, you know, he did. Uh, he did open up to me. You know, again, we were very close friends, and he opened up to me at an early stage about it and just said, like, hey, look at this situation. I was like, what? <laughs> I remember my reaction in the mansion. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and uh, I was just, I was baffled and perplexed. Um, but he did talk to me about it. And, um, you know, he, I did know about it. Interesting. Cause I, I'm just curious how that will be handled for him as the bachelor. I mean, I think it'll weigh over the whole season. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think so too. the show, it'll, the it'll show leads up to, point. yeah. And like the show builds to the fantasy suites. So, yeah. you know, it'll be a, it'll be quite the episode. I, I, my <laughs> personal prediction is I don't even know if they'll even speak to him. I, I don't think he'll lose his virginity in the fantasy sleep. I hope uh, not. I guess. I hope not. But I also, I have, agree. I've also heard that like most, like, maybe it's different on the bat. Actually, I've heard on the Bachelorette that they like the Bachelorette like often doesn't have sex with everyone. The ba- it, it, I've heard it's different for Bachelorette and Bachelor. This, this is all, all I'll say, and who knows if it's true? I mean, it's like this feels like I'm like speculating on like high school people having sex, which is like completely inappropriate. Yeah, so. I, I, I certainly don't want to comment on this to a certain extent, <laughs> but I'll tell you, and I'm not pointing fingers, but I will tell you, I don't think in conversations I've had that there is a common theme. Oh, I'll say that. Okay, it's I mixed. don't think it's like oh, one group does one and one group does the other. I think it's pretty pretty mixed result if you. If you got all the answers you're looking for. Interesting. That's great. That's great intel. Um, mm-hmm. are, are there things that you like want to like now that you do have like this huge following and obviously, um, you know, you have like how, like how many Instagram followers do you have now? Like 600,000? Like, are there certain? Um, like, I think 550,000. Who's counting? Yeah. It's fine. Um, <laughs> 552,424 and then in this conversation <laughs> I just lost a thousand no, I'm just kidding I have no idea it's like 550,000 something 550, 
you mentioned you mentioned like (laughs) no it's it's, i mean it's part of it it's you know it's relevant to the conversation are there things that you want to do now that you have this following following like you mentioned perhaps half joking but i'm not sure it's a bad idea would you want to do like a podcast about the bachelor would you want to do a podcast like you know with iheart like like uh, Ben and Ashley do, and I think Dean and Jared do. Like, are you trying? Are you looking into other opportunities? Or are you sticking with banking? So I'm, you know, I've again, I've worked for eight and a half years. I got my MBA, and I've I've really worked hard at <laughs> creating like a really good foundation. Um, and I've had I've had a really good successful twenties, and I'm kind of at this point where you know I'm, I am trying to figure out. What is next? Is there something next? Am I going to continue within banking and move into leadership? Um, but there's also like a very entrepreneurial side of me. There always has been. Since 21 out of school, I've always had side things going on and still do to this day, like different investing, real estate stuff, seed stage stuff. Um, so I don't really know, you know what's to come. I think I really enjoy like the whole idea of podcasts. They're fun to me, so I enjoy it. So I'd be willing to do that. Um, I'd like to get involved, more involved with, there's a, you know, a few not-for-profits that are like very meaningful, and I'd, I'd like to get more involved with that. And um, I think, I don't know, there's a part of me that I've always kind of wanted to you know, run a business and create a business, so maybe down the road there'll be more entrepreneurial um, stuff going on, but I don't know. We'll just, we'll have to see. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people reach out and they ask like, like very deep things about relationships and career navigation and things in their twenties and falling in and out of love and moving and, and education. And I've had people reach out to me about politics and the more people do that, the more I kind of look at the mirror and say, you know, you do have a kind of an interesting story. Um, especially in your twenties, you moved all over the country and you dedicate so much to work. And because of that, you sacrifice relationships. The story goes on that people are looking for insight. So maybe, in a, finding an avenue or outlet to um, provide guidance for those navigating through their 20s because, man, it's a journey. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, really every is. day is a new day. And as, as of today, I put my suit on and showed up to work. Ooh, and, a suit. How uh, fancy. In L.A., no. Not bank. Only people banking. who wear suits in L.A. are uh, agents. Yeah, there's not really a robust banking scene. Do you like Seattle? It's very different than New York. So I do like Seattle, but it's, it couldn't be more different. Yeah. The culture's different. People are different. Uh, it's a, it's a, it was definitely an, an adjustment. Um, so, but it's, it's cool. I like it. How did you end up there? It was a, one of the higher-ups, um, one of the higher executives that asked. They're rebuilding the group out here in Seattle and uh, had asked for me to make the move, and the deal made enough sense to come out. And, you know, I didn't know one person, one street sign, really any person in Seattle and you know it's about 2,500 miles away from both my parents and my brother and uh I took the leap of faith so good for you that's awesome do you hate the Seahawks fans oh can't stand them (laughs) can't stand them (laughs) especially being a Bills fan where you know we struggle for wins but uh yeah I battle with the Seahawks fans (laughs) <laughs> um, Jason, you've been a great sport. Before you go, can you just give me one fact about Rob Gronkowski that I might not know? <laughs> How many facts do you know? <laughs> um, I know a fair amount. The Ringer is a sports and pop culture website. So, you know, he's like a celebrity in the sports world and the non-sports world. I know about the Gronk Cruise. I believe you've been on it, haven't you? Didn't you go on it that one I year? Was, yeah, I was, in the, I was in the street next to him. Oh, my God. Incredible. <laughs> Um, how do you know him from high school? 
Yeah, for, I was really in this. Uh, like elementary school, we started playing hockey together. And cool. then uh, just grew up together. And then in high school, he actually did a year or two. He did two years. No, maybe just his one year in Williamsville, the suburb I grew up in. And then he went to Pennsylvania for more of like a prep school to prepare him for sure. what he's doing now. Life of a professional um, athlete starts fun, at prep school. Yeah, exactly. Two fun facts. Yes. I don't think this will be embarrassing. One, he loves... Is this from a young age he, he admires the number 69 <laughs> um, you know when he got his 69th touchdown he was loud sure. and proud yes I recall when the clock when the clock hits 609 and he catches it you'll know um, and it's more it's just a fun loving thing but yeah that's that's a good one he's also like one of the most you know a guy of just real comfortable like the guy just never I feel like he never has clothes on He's just always walking around. It doesn't around surprise me. Like, it doesn't doesn't, surprise like, he never has a shirt on. He never like just like like, dude, where are you? What are you doing? Like he's just <laughs> very comfortable. I heard a story. I didn't even confirm it with him. I heard a story about is someone actually told me this. I'll have to ask him when he did the Sports Illustrated and shoot. Like you know, you got to get they get naked or like cover up with a sporting event. You know the sport. Oh, I think it was Illustrated. On, the, I think it was ESPN. The body issue. Okay, maybe it was the ESPN one, whatever yeah. which one it was. But I heard, like, you have to get, you know, the, all the athletes, to some extent, get naked. And they have to, like, take the photos or whatever. And I heard someone told me that uh, everyone, like, put their clothes back on. Rob, either, like, put a towel on or didn't put his clothes on. He's walking around, like, running the place. While everyone's like, what the hell? Put your clothes back on. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's a great guy. Um, he's, he's, he's talking about a guy who's taking his platform and made a difference in, in like the communities he serves and the people. It's really impressive. And a lot of the work he does with the children's hospital and things like that. So he's a fun loving guy, but I mean, the impact he's made on the Boston area, it just nationally and some of the charities and not-for-profits that's involved with is it's really impressive stuff. I heard that, um, for the, 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 your one-on-one date, they tried to get him to be, to show up, but didn't work with his schedule. Did you know that? <laughs> I think, uh, Maybe for like the hometown package, something was in the works that fell through. Damn it. If I had to guess. Would have loved it. I've, my One thing I'm excited about Colton is I've always wanted an athlete bachelor and like Colton kind of counts. It's close enough. We'll get there one day, but I'll take it for now. I've always thought it was like the way to go. I always just, especially being a friend of Rob's, I always busted Colton's shots. Like, and you know, I'm just doing it strictly for fun. But he'd be like, yeah, I played in the NFL. I'm like, dude, you didn't play in the NFL. I know. You're a practice player. Practice right? squad. Get one done, you know? And he's called the great sport. He's like, you're right. I was a practice player. <laughs> That's still really impressive. For some reason, practice squad players, like in the last like six or seven years, often end up on reality TV. There was a couple on in like MTV shows. Oh, like it's I like did. a thing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> If you made it to the NFL like Colton did, you're a world-class athlete, and that's something to be very proud of. Oh, my right? God. I mean, so impressive. Practice player, starter or not, like, it takes a specimen, and, and he's, a, he's a hell of an athlete. So it's cool. Um, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time. It was great to talk to you. Uh, I look forward to reviewing your exes in the future, and we can determine your type. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I hope we, I hope we uh, hear more from you soon. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Take sure. care, guys. Bye. Thanks again to Jason. That was a delightful conversation. I'm one over. His Q score is much higher than I expected. I got some Ben vibes, you know, just very political, saying the right thing. And thank you to a guest who is willing to talk about the fantasy suites and Colton's virginity while also knowing Colton. Major shout out to Jason. I really appreciate it. That was awesome. 
Don't forget to vote for Bachelor Party in the iHeart Podcast Awards. You can do so at iHeartPodcastAwards.com or on Twitter using the hashtag iHeartPodcastAwards and hashtag Bachelor Party and hashtag Entertainment and TV. Please vote. I would really appreciate it. And lastly, thanks to our sponsor today, Beholden. Brides, wedding guests, are you looking for an outfit that dazzles? Beholden offers a gorgeous collection of wedding gowns and dresses for special occasions. Shop from the comfort of your couch and your purchase will arrive at your doorstep in a matter of days. For a limited time only, use code WEDDING at checkout for free shipping on your purchase at beholden.com. That's B-H-L-D-N dot com.